the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I greet you at the start of another week. Glad to have you along on the Bruce Hooley Show. Greetings to those of you in Western Ohio listening on 94.5 in Dayton and those in Central Ohio on 98.9 here in Columbus. Uh, There's no real need to stress about the Georgia Senate race now because Republicans have uh, gone over pretty much in every contested Senate race. Everyone you thought would end with Republicans winning because you were told by pollsters, conservative media, uh, Salem Radio Network hosts, although not this one, that uh, don't worry, it's tight, but when the final results are in, Republicans will do well. Mm, no. Blake Masters has lost to Arizona to Mark Kelly, and Adam Laxalt has lost Nevada to Catherine Cortez Masto. So at this moment, Democrats have 50 senators and Republicans have 49. And even if Herschel Walker wins, which I would assume there will be far less enthusiasm for Walker now that the Senate does not hinge on the outcome, uh, the Democrats will control the Senate. This is a huge missed opportunity. This is a huge failure. The blame is shared by many. And we'll see what it elicits from Donald Trump tomorrow night when he makes his much ballyhooed announcement from Mar-a-Lago. Locally, I suppose this is good news, although it's good news that the suspect charged with the murder of Kevin Sobnoski, the 21-year-old Youngstown State student from Girard, lived a model life, touched everyone that he came in contact with in a positive direction. His life's over-murdered randomly by an 18-year-old, one of... Eight men who came out of the Sheets gas station with semi-automatic rifles firing indiscriminately across the parking lot. Kevin Sobnowski was in that parking lot, wrong place, wrong time, struck in the head. So we have an arrest in that case. Uh, the 18-year-old suspect, Kamirian Malachi Dimitris Ross, is in court this morning being indicted for the murder of Kevin Sobnowski. Will he say who else was with him that night? Will anyone else bear any responsibility in this? We don't know. But we do know that uh, Kamarian Ross had a long record with police, and we know that he was in court about a month before this, and we know the charges against him were dismissed by Municipal Court Judge John O'Grady. John O'Grady, one of the uh, stalwarts who were elected as a Republican and who switched to be a Democrat so they could get reelected. So 
That is where we stand with the murder of Kevin Sobnowski, and we will wait to see if any of the uh, intrepid reporters in this town bother to find out what his previous criminal record is. I will wager that there will be car theft and weapons charges on his record previously. I will wager that. We will see if I am correct. So the Adam Laxalt Senate race went south over the weekend. He had the lead. You heard 15,000, 10,000, 9,000. No way Adam Laxalt's going to lose this race. He lost it. He lost it to Cortez Masto, not because Adam Laxalt in Nevada is not supported by uh, geographically most of the state. He is uh, decidedly supported geographically uh, by most of the state. In fact, I would say looking at the map here by about uh, 90% of the state. The problem is he was not supported in the cities of Las Vegas or Reno, and that made the difference in why Catherine Cortez Masto was reelected. Because, of course, what is located in Las Vegas and Reno? Lots of casinos, lots of hotels. Who works at those places? A lot of union workers, maids, housekeepers, dealers, cashiers. And they're all unionized, and they're going to vote for somebody who's going to kowtow to their union. And that, of course, is the Democrat, Catherine Cortez Masto. What about the Arizona governor's race? Surely Carrie Lake won that. No. Gary Lake is behind Katie Hobbs. Not to worry, Charlie Kirk said. Katie Hobbs, she can't possibly hang on. All the votes are coming in from Phoenix and surrounding areas, and these are ballots that people filled out that day and brought to Election Central to have them counted, and Kerry Lake is going to win, and that is, while not called yet, becoming decidedly less likely. And so this cycle of close, strange elections, Nevada, Arizona, will continue to drive suspicion, not just from the candidates like Carrie Lake, who spent far too much time in her campaign talking about the 2020 presidential election and not nearly enough time, although she talked a lot about the border. You can't talk too much about the border in Arizona because that is a way you can win votes. But this is the the fault of kind of the equation in the Republican Party right now. Before I say what I'm going to say, I will always tell you the truth. I will not try to fudge it. I will not try to mislead you. I will not try to take a number and make it say something it doesn't say. I would love to have had a red wave in the midterms because I think our country needs it. I don't think the Biden administration's economic policies are working. I don't think his border policies are even an attempt to secure our border. And I don't like to reward people who continually lie to you. The Democrats continually lie to you. The pandemic is over. But we're going to forgive student loan debt because it's the pandemic. The border is secure, even though we have 5 million illegal aliens coming across the border. The economy is great, even though we have 40-year highs in inflation. and Wages are not keeping up with inflation. We have a diesel shortage on the horizon, maybe a rail strike on the horizon. They don't tell you the truth about anything. But their most shrill, most shrieking lie is, of course, that democracy is under siege. If Republicans win, democracy is under siege. Well, Joe Biden today is in China 
meeting with President Xi, which that's a topic we will get into. But here's Joe Biden. He's in he's in China meeting with Xi Jinping, and he stepped to the podium, and the very first thing that he said was basically, "Hey, democracy worked because Democrats won." We saw was the strength and resilience of the American democracy, and we saw it in action. Hmm. And the American people prove once again that democracy is who we are. And there was a strong rejection of election deniers at every level from those seeking to lead our states and those seeking to serve in Congress and also those seeking to oversee the elections. And uh, there was a strong rejection of political violence and voter intimidation. And there was an emphatic statement that in America, the will of the people prevails. I have uh, I've traveled this week. It's been clear just how closely the world and our allies and our competitors as well have been following our elections at home. Excuse me, I have a little cold. And what these elections showed is that there's a deep and unwavering commitment in America to preserving and protecting and defending democracy. So democracy works when Democrats win. And Democrats are winning because they have mastered the art of ballot harvesting and mail-in balloting and early voting. And they mobilize it and they check on it. I told you the story Friday, speaking to a friend of mine who is a very successful business person in Upper Arlington. Uh, There arrived at the house a mail-in ballot for one of the children who lives out west. Uh, The person could have filled it out to their liking and sent it in, voting for an all-conservative ticket. No, too much integrity for that to happen. But to this person's surprise, two days before the midterms, a knock on the door on a Sunday afternoon looking for the child to make sure that they voted. That's the ground game Democrats have. Republicans don't want to play by those rules because we think mail-in balloting is a joke. We think mail-in balloting is not authentic and is rife with cheating. And so we don't play the game. This would be like if you had a favorite football team and you felt like uh, maybe uh, throwing a block that's borderline illegal, but you could get away with it, is not living up to the integrity of the rule book. So you're not going to throw that block. But the other team throws that block and they used to score touchdowns. So you could do what they're doing and it wouldn't be illegal, but you just didn't. In your inner gut, you just feel like it's not right to block that particular way. Well, you put yourself at a disadvantage. Your integrity is intact, but you put yourself at a disadvantage. Republicans have to figure out mail-in voting. They have to figure out ballot harvesting. They have to figure out what is defeating them in these elections. Because when you look at Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania... All these places where Fetterman won in Pennsylvania, where Cortez Masto won in Nevada, where Mark Kelly won in Arizona. Early voting and mail-in voting made a huge difference in these elections. And while none of us can prove that they hold those votes in abeyance and wait and see how many they need, what else are we left to think when they take days and days and days and days and days to count after the election ends? So Joe Biden's in China. He met with uh, the Chinese President Xi Jinping today for an hour and a half. And uh, 
I don't follow foreign policy super, super closely because I think we have things here that are more pressing. But China's a pressing matter because I believe in the next two years while Joe Biden is president, China is going to make an aggressive military move on Taiwan. Joe Biden proved himself weak with the withdrawal from Afghanistan, botched military strategy-wise. It was an epic fail. Why would you give up a secure military base 50 miles outside Kabul and instead let all the prisoners out, leave all the military equipment behind for the Taliban, your enemy, and try to squeeze everyone out of Harmat Kazai Airport in Kabul. Just ridiculous. And that's how 13 American service personnel ended up blown to bits at the Abbey Gate. Joe Biden rated that an extraordinary success. If I'm a foreign adversary and I see his idea of an extraordinary success, I'm thinking, well, now would be a good time to invade Taiwan. So sometime in the next two years, I think Xi Jinping is going to do that. So if I'm Biden and I'm meeting with President Xi today, I would certainly want to address that. Hey, by the way, don't get any funny ideas about Taiwan because we are going to come to Taiwan's aid. Joe Biden has already said we're going to come to Taiwan's aid. His Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, though, keeps talking about the fact that China appears to be moving more and more aggressively toward making inroads into taking over Taiwan. But Joe Biden today was sounding a conciliatory note about China, saying there does not need to be a new Cold War with China. I absolutely believe there need not be a new Cold War. We were candid and clear with one another across the board. Does anybody think Joe Biden is clear about anything? Have you heard the man talk, mumble, stumble, bumble through whatever he's trying to say? And that's when he has a teleprompter, and that's when he's prompted in a spontaneous back and forth. Got to think quickly. He just said this. I got a little time to process while his interpreter's giving it to me. Do you have a confidence in Joe Biden in that situation? I don't have confidence in that situation with Joe Biden. And then, of course, I haven't even mentioned The clear question that is worth asking is, can Joe Biden be tough with Xi Jinping since Joe Biden's son Hunter was doing business with China? Now, here in the U.S., if a foreign adversary's son was doing business with a big conglomerate, there is a chance that the big conglomerate here in the U.S. would not give up all of its inside information to the government because we, theoretically, have a separation between private industry and the government, that separation does not exist in China. If they want to know what your business dealings are, they're going to know what your business dealings are. And they might take a slight interest, just a slight teeny weeny interest in what Hunter Biden's business dealings were in China because they feathered his pockets with millions and millions and millions of dollars in cash. And there is that bothersome matter of 10% of that cash being for the big guy who we all believe to be Joe Biden, except we're never going to report that in the mainstream media. We're never going to pursue that. We're never going to vet that. We're never even going to mention that. So how tough can Joe Biden be with Xi Jinping, given the fact that his son Hunter flew to China on Air Force Two with Joe Biden for business conversations when Joe Biden was president, uh, vice president? Ron Johnson, the newly elected, re-elected senator of Wisconsin, was asked about this. Can Joe Biden be tough on Xi Jinping? 
it, it's hard to say. We'll get some kind of readout from it. But again, I, I just, you know, my feeling is that Joe Biden is highly compromised. Why else would we cancel the China initiative, the, the DOJ program designed to investigate China's theft of our intellectual property from yeah. colleges and universities. It made no sense whatsoever. I, there's only one explanation. Joe Biden is compromised. That's a logical conclusion that anybody could draw. How do you dispense with logical conclusions? Well, you pursue them to their end to find out if they are as logical as they appear to be. Is that going on in our country? No, it is not. Will it go on if Republicans get control of the House and have oversight on the House? They can subpoena witnesses? Yeah, I think it will. But here's the thing. The Democrats have done Democrats have done a really, really good job of convincing independents that while Democratic policies are not working and Joe Biden's popularity is in the dumper, it's very clear from the recent midterms that independents don't like Republicans anymore. In fact, they like them less because they voted problematically for Democrats. In the midterms. That's why the Democrats won all the races that Republicans were supposed to win. That's why Mark Kelly's going back to the Senate. Why Catherine Cortez Masto is going back to the Senate from Nevada. Why Maggie Hassan is going back from New Hampshire. And why John Fetterman apparently is going to the Senate in his Carhartts and basketball shorts with his big monstrous lump on his neck and his inability to understand the spoken word, and respond in kind. Clearly, Republicans are not messaging effectively, and it is against that backdrop of alienated independent voters that tomorrow night we get to find out what Donald Trump's plans are for the future. Now, the Daily Wire has been touting this documentary, My Dinner with Trump. So I sat down last night and I watched it because they promised me it would be a behind-the-scenes look at the former president as you've never seen him before, and it'll offer you real insight into his personality. So I sat down and I watched it last night. It was a dinner at Mar-a-Lago. No, it was at Bedminster in New Jersey. Bedminster in New Jersey. Fancy Trump golf course. And it was Trump... And all the people who served with him in the Trump administration, not all, but a lot of them. Okay, so who did I recognize? Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, uh, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, newly elected governor of Arkansas. Ben Carson was there, who was his HUD secretary. Uh, His border guy was there. A bunch of guys around a table, huge table, probably at least 25 people there. And it was Trump, but it was not as I've never seen him. It was as I see him all the time. It was Trump clearly being the alpha in the room, and everybody else at the table was attaboying him and complimenting him, and you did a great job, Mr. President, and you should run again, and the people really want you back. So I think if you're expecting Trump tomorrow night to have some self-awareness that, you know what, my recommended candidates did poorly in the midterms, so maybe it's time that I bow out and leave the party to younger men. I don't see that happening at all. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.